Hello there. Uh, today is Tuesday. It's a little later than I normally do this, about 1.30. And uh, it is uh, uh, July 13th. And I'm coming to you. Uh, this is Dustin Zarni. I'm Democratic Elections Commissioner for Onondaga County. And this is Commissioner in a Car. And today I'm going to talk to you about uh, something that was topical in the news the last couple days with Anthony Brindisi announcing that he's running for Supreme Court justice and I want to talk to you about how a Supreme Court nominee is chosen and why this has been kind of a surprise uh, candidacy um, and what went into it uh, but uh, you, so let's get right into it and of course if you have any questions anything that you want to talk about put them into the chat I'll be happy to answer them as we're going here on Facebook live and of course this will be rebroadcast later so if you have any questions then throw it up and I'll be more than willing to answer later on. Uh, so Supreme Court justices are a 14-year term in New York State. Uh, salary is about $210,000. So it's a, it's, a nice, uh, it's a nice ticket if you win. And, um, you know, uh, in this, uh, we have these Supreme Court justices. They go over six different counties in the 5th Judicial District which is the district that we are in in Onondaga County. And our counties that share it with us are Herkimer, Jefferson, Lewis, Oneida, uh, Oneida and Oswego. So those are the six counties that uh, encompass the judicial district. This is one of the biggest areas to run for besides statewide office. It's bigger than a congressional district. It's uh, bigger than... Uh, uh, anything else besides governor, uh, attorney general, uh, comptroller, uh, you know, and uh, 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 lieutenant governor. Those are the, the four statewide offices and, of course, senator as well. Um, so it, it's it's bigger than that, than that district. So it's a quite uh, um, it's quite a, uh, uh, you know, a lot of work to run for a district like this. So um instead of having the normal primary system uh, that a primary you know like the parties get together choose a nominee walk petitions and then if somebody wants to challenge that they walk petitions and have a primary to put this person on the ballot they New York State has a weird thing called a judicial convention for Supreme Court justices and that is usually held sometime in August uh, this year it's August 6th through the 11th are the times that uh, the, the convention is held. And who can go to the convention? Well, the only people who can go to the convention are the convention delegates. And those delegates have to walk petitions. They walk petitions back in March. And those delegates can be primaried in a uh, normal primary that would happen in June if someone so, so wished to primary the slate so they could run for a uh, delegate. Most of the time, these are party committee people or lawyers that are wanting to take part in this process but don't want to run for judge themselves and it's usually not something that is primaried or even sought after all that much usually it's people that uh, are, are are have been doing this for a while um, and they uh, are the judicial delegates and the, in those petitions are usually walked by party members and um and, and you walk those petitions before you know who the candidates are. Um, so it's a weird process. So we put the, it's, it's almost like a, a mini electoral college. We put the delegates on 
uh, the slates and the slates get approved through the petition process and then if they don't have a primary then in August they meet and they select however many nominees are scheduled to be on the ballot that year for fifth district uh, judicial for fifth district Supreme Court um, so uh, that uh, that is the normal process now in 2021 uh, at the beginning of the year, we didn't have a uh, Supreme Court uh, position open in the 5th District. Uh, there was nobody who, who was retiring. There was nobody at the end of their 14-year term. Uh, it's, it's rare that we have no position up. But in 2021, we didn't uh, until we did. <laughs> and so uh, the legislature and the governor wanted to add seats to the Supreme Court throughout the state, not just in the Fifth Judicial. Uh, there's been a backlog of cases because of COVID and because of uh, there was a backlog before COVID. And um, many times family court judges and, and judges from other benches were being brought up to hear cases, uh, which of course then backlogged those uh, courts as well. Uh, so uh, that was the reason given to adding judges. And in the 5th Judicial, they added one judge. And I think this was based on population, but uh, there was no real reason given. Uh, but some uh, judicials got, uh, you know, two or three, and some got zero. The difference in the 5th Judicial and every other uh, judicial district is we didn't have a candidate on the ballot, right? So... Uh, back in March, when people were walking petitions, uh, nobody knew to walk petitions for um, this this uh, this uh, court bench because they weren't, you know, they didn't. We didn't have a position. However, in Onondaga County, both my Republican counterpart and I um, uh, decided. Uh, uh, decided that, you know, to advise our parties that they should still walk judicial slates. And they did. Both the Onondaga County Democrats and Republicans walked judicial slates. And the reason for it is because not to be, uh, you know, not to be, uh, you know, morbid, but somebody could die in office. And if somebody died in office, the only way to put him on the ballot was through the judicial convention. Uh, so we advised them to do that. The Onondaga County Conservative Party and none of the conservative parties throughout the 5th Judicial walked delegates. It turns out the the Republicans and Democrats throughout the 5th Judicial all walked delegates. Uh, however, the Republicans in Oneida County did not walk delegates. Um, whether an absence of one county's petitions is going to keep them from having a judicial convention is a matter of, uh, you know, that may have to go before a court at some point. Uh, I personally don't believe so, but it does, what I believe is it doesn't mean anything. I'm not a lawyer. And the, the, we've had cases where um, people are thrown off, the judicial conventions are thrown off. The Democratic Judicial Convention was thrown off uh, many uh, uh, years ago, or not many, about five years ago, uh, because... Uh, only Onondaga County walked petitions, or only Onondaga County and a few others, uh, or, or some others walked petitions, but they didn't get turned in. 
Um, it, 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 there was a mess up, and I believe that mess up happened in Oneida County. Uh, not to pick on my friends in Oneida County. New commissioners there. They're going to get this all straight over there. But there was, a, a, I think, another problem in Oneida County five years ago that kept the uh, delegates that were supposed to go to the state board were turned into the Oneida County Board. So the Democrats only had the Onondaga County petitions in their office. Um, and uh, the judges ruled, even though that's 60% of the population of the district, uh, the judges ruled that that was not enough of uh, uh, delegates to choose. But they didn't say, like, what, how many counties had to be representative at the, the convention. They were, they were very uh, opaque about what the magic number was. They just said that wasn't it. Uh, so, and we've had other cases that said that was it. So we'll have to see whether there's a court case brought because the United County Republicans didn't walk petitions this year. But five of the other six did, uh, and the, all the Democrats did. But the conservatives and working families did not walk petitions. So that means that no candidates can appear on those ballots. And unlike every other office, there's no chance for independent nominating petitions. That process is over. Uh, and you can't do it anyways. So the only way to get on the ballot is to have a party, have a judicial uh, convention to put you on the ballot. And um, so now that we know that it'll be a Democrat versus Republican, uh, the judicial conventions are going to be set sometime. I don't believe the dates have been set yet, but uh, sometime between August uh, 6th through the 11th. And then after that judicial convention meets, they're going to vote on who the candidate is, much like a town caucus um, or other things. By the way, town caucuses are still going on. We'll talk about that as they wrap up next week. Uh, but uh, so now that we know that the judicial uh, conventions are wrapping up, you know, are going to happen, uh, Anthony Brindisi announced that he is running for uh, this position. Now, Anthony Brindisi, you may, you may recognize him. That name, he ran, he was congressman in New York 22, winning a very close race against Claudia Tenney in 2018, and then losing an even closer race in 2020. And that race um, was known for some of the Board of Elections mishaps, again, in Oneida County, uh, and uh, but other areas as well. Because it was such a close race, everything was under a spotlight there. And, uh, and Anthony lost by 40 or so votes, I believe it was, uh, at the end of the day. It was, um, so uh, he has decided not to run for Congress again. Of course, he doesn't know what the seats were going to look like next year. New York is going to lose one congressional seat uh, due to the census. We know that. Um, and so we're going to have to, uh, you know, some seats upstate are the more likely targets of major alterations since uh, that's where there isn't population and where is there, you know, there is population down in New York City. So more than likely, there's going to look at small changes down there and big changes up here uh, to lose that one seat in Congress. So who knows what seat was going to, the Oneida seat was going to look like. Uh, that being said, uh, you know, some have wondered why uh, Anthony uh, would, uh, you know, or Mr. Brindisi would run for a judicial seat as opposed to running for Congress again. Well, as I said earlier, it's a 14-year term. Uh, it's actually, 
it makes more money than a congressman, 210000 as opposed to 174000 He won't have to travel down to D.C., uh, you know, uh, leave his family, have living expenses down there. Um, and, you know, obviously he's a lawyer and every good lawyer wants to be a judge. <laughs> every good judge wants to be a Supreme Court judge. Uh, so, uh, you know, he is uh, seeing this opportunity. I think uh, um, he's got an interesting uh, resume to bring to the table, but more importantly, his name recognition is going to be pretty high. So he's going to be a formidable candidate in a seat that is about even in registration. Onondaga County is so heavily Democratic now, um, in, at least in registration, um, it kind of brings the fifth judicial uh, uh, even in in uh, in, in representation. The Republicans still have a little bit of an edge. But, um, uh, so that is, uh, that is where this is at. Uh, I, the, there have not been any formal declarations that I've seen of Republicans, uh, running for this. So, um, you know, we'll have to wait till the conventions. There could be another Democrat that puts their name in as well. Um, we'll have to wait for the conventions. And then once the conventions are ahead, we will finally have our general election ballot, um, so that is the last step of the process to start making a ballot in Onondaga County for the general election. It's August 11th, knowing what the certifications are from both parties and having them filed with the state board. Uh, and then nominate, and then those are filed with us at the local board. So that is the steps for running for Supreme Court. Now, anytime I talk about Supreme Court, I, I do have to mention that I, I find the judicial convention uh, system of New York to be onerous, uh, both for candidates and for um, the public. Uh, I, I usually tend to shy away from methods of putting people on the ballot that don't allow for direct public input. Uh, so caucuses and uh, judicial conventions uh, that don't have public input in, in the form of a, a ability to have a primary are one are things that I tend to um, not uh, support, but whether I support it or not, it's the law. Um, so I, you know, who knows? Maybe someday things will will change. Uh, but there hasn't been really any movement to change that anytime soon. With all the other reforms on the on the agenda, I haven't. I, most likely, we're going to live with the judicial convention system for some time. Uh, you may notice, you may remember that the judicial conventions have uh, come into uh, infamous play over the last few years in Onondaga County uh, as Republicans and Democrats have used the judicial conventions to get people off the ballot in one race and put another person on. In New York, uh, if you were in a primary and lost a primary, the only way that you can get off the ballot is to die or move. That law is uh, a law was written by our own senator, Rachel May, and we're waiting for the governor to sign it. That can be changed in future elections. However, in the past elections, what we've seen is Democrats and Republicans using judicial convention openings that may be in other parts of the state to nominate candidates, because that's another way they can get off the ballot, is if they're nominated for a judicial post. These were uh, fake nominations. <laughs> they, they, they serve no purpose other than to be able to take somebody off the ballot, bypass the rules of New York, and usually that person was put into a race that they had no chance of winning. 
Uh, we saw that with the Working Families Party. Uh, and, uh, the last few congressional races have put a placeholder on the congressional uh, line and then used their judicial conventions down in New York City to nominate them to a judicial uh, court that they had no uh, they were not living in, they had no chance of winning, but since New York City is democratically dominated. Uh, Republicans did this too back most infamously in the 2007, uh, in the 2013 mayoral race. Uh, they had a, a gentleman, by, a good friend of mine by the name of Kevin Kuner, who was uh, uh, slotted to run for mayor, and they moved him off by nominating him in a judicial convention. Uh, and then uh, they replaced him with the party chair, Tom Davey, who then got moved off the ballot when he moved outside the city of Syracuse. And there was no substitute as Tom Davey had already gone to court to take Ian Hunter, uh, who was a Republican running for mayor, off the ballot, uh, you know, through a court proceeding. Uh, and so that left the Republicans with nobody on the ballot in 2013. Uh, so that you know, the, these are the kind of maneuvers in the New York State system that are uh, hopefully going to go away now that this law has been delivered to the governor. Uh, that if you lose a primary, you can get off the ballot within ten days of cer uh, certifying the primary, or seven days, or something like that. Uh, we're waiting for the governor to sign it, and then next year this law will be in place. Um, so again, certain laws are getting better. And I hope for more of them to get even better uh, over the next few years. Um, Michael asked a question. Michael Hunter asked a question. Many vacancies over the next few years. Had the governor waited, could he not have appointed, uh, had the opportunity to appoint the judges? The governor can only appoint the judge if the opening happened. Um, I, I, I'm not even sure he could appoint the judge. I think it stays open. It's possible he could have appointed a judge. I'm not sure about that. But because of the way we nominate candidates with judicial conventions, any uh, opening that happened before August 2nd uh, would go into the judicial conventions and the, they would uh, appoint the ballot or the people who run for the ballot on that. I don't know if the governor gets to a point if it happened after August 2nd in a political year. So uh, usually when there's a vacancy like that, in the uh, in the judicial, it's left open, and the benches just uh, you know spread the cases out until they get the new person in. Well, I don't see any other uh, questions. Um, I, I a special note on uh, my Zoom and Zarni with the Salina candidates. Once again, we had to reschedule. We've had a couple of issues there. That will be coming later next month. So there is no Zoom and Zarni on the on on the books right now, but. This Friday, Zoom and Zarni will return with the Cicero uh, Democratic candidates. I'm talking to them tonight, uh, and I'm happy to have that on. Uh, starting next week, I'm going to be doing a little special thing with the Commissioner and Carr. Some of my employees from the Board of Elections uh, on the Democratic side are going to join me, uh, talk about the roles that they do. Uh, we're going into kind of, um, it's not a dead time because the Boards of Elections, we're never dead, but we're in a non-election time where we're getting ready to uh, train inspectors and uh, get ready for that general election, do some testing on the equipment, all of that, and of course, catch up on registration. Um, so uh, I thought it would be a good time to bring them in and one by one uh, uh, and talking to them about, you know, and I just 
think my staff is wonderful. Uh, they do great work. So I'm happy to have them talk to you about the various jobs they do. Uh, and uh, they're going to be starting to come in over the next few weeks um, on my commissioner car. I do have uh, a wonky Wednesday that I hope to have up tomorrow on the County Legislative District 2. Uh, that's the uh, western half of Clay. Um, and uh, that should be up sometime tomorrow. Um, so uh, look for that. Thank you once again for uh, tuning in and uh, uh, I uh, hope to see you out there. Uh, make sure you go out and register to vote. Uh, we are waiting for several pieces of legislation to be signed by the governor. So if that's signed by Thursday, I will have that on my Friday Zoom with Zarni uh, intro. And if it's not signed by then, maybe next week before I talk to Julie Cook, my deputy director, who's going to come in next week. Uh, and my commissioner car will talk a little bit about the legislation he's going to sign. Also next week are the end of caucuses for the towns around Onondaga County. So we'll know which towns are going to turn in slates of candidates on the Democratic and Republican side. Uh, so we'll know where the competitive races are this year. Um, I, unlike the, the county ledge races where we have candidates in every all 17 races, I believe there are not going to be, uh, there are going to be certain towns that don't put up Democratic candidates on the town level, uh, and there's various reasons for that, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that next week after the, uh, or actually two weeks from now, after the caucus uh, notifications are turned in. Uh, so I will see you uh, soon, and I hope you're safe and well. Bye-bye.